Back for an all-new episode of Uncaged. Jimmy T, I gotta say, I think the Lucha Bros versus FTR was the best AEW match that we have seen this week. Really? I know why you're going to say that. I know exactly why you're going to say that. Because the bar is so low for the quality of (laughs) AEW matches that we saw this week? Yeah, it's been a pretty bad week for for AEW, no doubt, man. I mean, Dynamite was all right, but Rampage was meh. Dynamite was all right, but everything that was all right about Dynamite were the talking segments. Chris, back from Mexico, we will talk about your adventures just a little bit later. Did you get to see Dynamite? I Obviously, you saw Rampage. Am I crazy? Lucha Bros, FTR, was that not the match of the week? Mm, Can I say Hook versus whoever he faced tonight was was the match of the week? I mean, it, honestly, it, it might have been. It might have been. I, I know uh, Jimmy T is looking forward to talking about Hook. I'm looking forward to talking about Hook. Uh, you must have been impressed with Hook as well. I was just so unimpressed thoroughly by everything else that I saw, including that tag match tonight. I'm sorry. I, I know that like a lot of people online are going to hate me for that. I am not impressed by that matchup at all anymore. I've seen it way too many times it's always i mean the near falls are not near falls because you know that they haven't done their shit yet like all their shit hasn't been gotten in yet so you know it's not the finish like oh he hit him with a belt and a two by four and a and a rocket launcher and he blew the guy up but he hasn't hit that but he hasn't done that thing where he bounces up on the rope six times and then does an arm drag yet so it's definitely not the end of the match like fuck man just improper booking all around now, I, I was a little confused. I know going into last week, it was supposed to be FTR versus the Lucha Bros, two out of three falls. Ray Phoenix, they said that he was injured. He couldn't get into the country for one reason or another. Um, why didn't we do two out of three falls tonight? Like, I, I thought we were doing two out of three falls. I thought I thought that was kind of the whole point of them having yet another matchup against one another. Maybe it was because they had the matchup at Triple Mania. Um, I, I, I was really confused. I thought we were doing two out of three falls. I thought the match was going to keep on going. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that because they keep doing this AEW, man, they make false advertisements and then they just don't happen. So I don't know what's going on there and why they decided to go back on that, but maybe it was from the triple R or triple A. Triple A. Oh, triple A. There you go. Triple A. I, we all know that's why, Chris, that's why you were in Mexico, right? Because you wanted to go to Triple Mania, right? Uh, well, actually, I was in Mexico on a super secret undercover mission for the show. Um, I was trying to find El Generico. Um, I did ask several people, and um, mostly they just asked me to uh, kayak to Boca Raton or something. They said something to the effect of, Cayate Suboca. Which um, I have no idea what that means, but someone <laughs> who speaks Spanish um, can probably help me understand how that was directions to Boca Raton or something. I'm quite sure, though, that Generico is not in Florida. So that'll be, um, I guess, I guess I'll have to keep going with that the next time in Mexico. I'll keep asking people, ¿Dónde está el luchadoro que como y si? 
because he kind of looks a little bit like like with the with the red beard, right? Like a little bit, a little cool. bit. Donde esta el luchadoro? Wait, is is this the great reveal? Is is El Generico really Chris Ams? Jimmy T, <laughs> did you know this? No, I didn't know this, but I just realized. I saw it. I saw the resemblance. I'm like, hang on a minute. Why does wait a minute? Yeah, why does Chris seem really familiar? You know what I mean? I mean, shit. He can talk Spanish. He was saying Ole last week in Mexico. You know I mean, what? You know what? You, you might have hit on said his Spanish is way better than El Generico's. Like, there's <laughs> no way. There's no way. Chris Ams is El Generico. Hello, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Welcome to Rampage Uncaged, presented by the Hamian Media Group, channelattitude.com. I am your host, Dr. Jargo, PhD, and I am joined alongside my tag team partners. We are a trios team. That's right. The trios is back together. First from the PWC, he's the GAG. He's my man, Jimmy T. Welcome back to your show. What's crackalacking, fellas? I'm excited, man. Just not so excited for Rampage, though. Other than Hook. He hooked me, dude. I'm not going to lie. The Hook always <laughs> brings you back. And back from Mexico, no BS. It's Chris Ams. Chris, welcome back to your show. We missed you last week. Hola, gracias. Um, de nada, cerveza. Um, that's, that's, that's not, I actually lived in East LA for a couple of years, so I do know a little bit of Spanish, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back in Canada. Um, I was able to make it back finally. I'd like to say thank you to the Canadian government for, um, for everything that I had to go through on my way back home. See, first of all, uh, before you get on the airplane to come back home, they make you go get a, uh, a COVID test from the government of Mexico, which I did. And it cost me around $400 for me and my what? two little girls. Um, then as soon as I landed in Canada, they wanted another COVID test that will apparently get to me within 72 hours on my email to which I asked, but didn't I just get a COVID test in Mexico? And they said, yeah, but you came in on a plane. And I said, yeah, but everybody else who came in on a plane also had to get this COVID test, didn't they? Oh, yeah, I guess they did. And then, when I was leaving the second COVID test, they gave me two more boxes, which I need to do an at-home COVID test sometime in the next 72 hours. Damn. All this for a flu. <laughs> yeah, it's not even at that point. Uh, uh, it seems to me like Omicron is reverting back to its original form, which, ladies and gentlemen, is the common cold. The, the, the common cold that's that's what we're freaking out about now let's like freak when even the guy who discovered it is like yeah this isn't a big deal stop freaking out about it maybe we should stop freaking out about it I mean. but you know what i will freak out about oh canada i'm almost out of crown royal almost oh, no. <laughs> oh canada oh canada oh canada all this much more interesting than Rampage tonight, guys. Let's talk about the Lucha Brothers and FTR. The Lucha Brothers go over still your AEW Tag Team World Champions. I didn't even realize this match was for the titles until it was like halfway through the match. Um, <laughs> like we didn't even get intros for FTR. I the the format of this show felt really really off. I hate that ninety second commercial break, like five Ugh. minutes into the show. It just 
it took me out of a match that I already wasn't really into. Jimmy T, what did you make up of Lucha Bros versus FTR part 973? <laughs> well, like you said, it feels like a sort of like been there, done that type of fucking dealio. So, I mean, yeah, it didn't excite me. It was all right. It was a decent match. Although I did notice one thing, though, Jago. What's that? The tag rope is all elite. The tag rope is all elite. <laughs> and, and I thought it was hilarious that of all the people to be grabbing onto the tag rope so tight. Pentagon. Really? Penta? The, of, 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 you're going to have the Lucha tag team. Reestablish the tag rope in AEW. I mean, Chris, you can't even make this stuff up. Oh my goodness. I wish that I could make some of this stuff up because like then I would be the worst professional writer, professional wrestling writer in the world because this is just garbage. Um, I am so tired of this matchup. Like, and it doesn't even make any sense. I I'm so like annoyed with how this all played out too. You've got this great little thing going on right now with on fucking Twitter of all places where dem boys are reacting to FTR and they're like, Oh, you know, we can, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. Let's get this done. You've got people really, really invested in, Oh my God, maybe they're going to come in. Maybe the Briscoes are going to come in. It's going to be great. And I'm looking forward to it. And instead of putting your title belts on the guys who would be defending against this incredible tag team, that's been top five tag team in the world for the past 15 years. Um, you're keeping your title on two guys who I'm sorry, but can't work Western wrestling or just refuse to work Western wrestling. Cause at this point, cause at this point, every single time I see the Lucha bros, it feels to me a lot like Ric Flair circa 2001. Like every single match, it's the same match. It's the exact same match. They just do the exact same thing over and over and over again. They sell the same spots. Their, their offense is the same spots. They, at one point, they always stop and they do the little, you know, shake, shake thing. And, oh, yeah, Eddie, <laughs> let's let's make sure we take advantage of the fact that Eddie Guerrero is dead one more time before we before we move on. Um, fuck, I'm tired of this. Can we just move on? You know what? We can move on. And since you brought him up for anybody that hasn't seen it one more time, because it's <laughs> the promo of 2021. exactly did he say he said i'm going to start a gofundme to get these guys some real wrestling gear and by gofundme i mean i'll just pay for it talk to my guy at g russellware and i'll take care of the bill hashtag pay it for it you gonna take care of the bill huh you gonna take care of the bill let me tell you something boy we don't need your dirty ass money what man, the fuck you think this is son man look but if you dead ass, let me get some of them big underwears like you got. Come about three Yo. inches below the neck. Hey, hey, as a matter of fact, man, we, hey, we got new gear. We got new gear. I'm going to wear that bitch tomorrow in Texas. Now, check this out right here. Hey, you see it? Top five dead or alive, hands down, boy. You see it? Hey, go ahead and get you one. ProWrestlingTees.com, get you one. Huh? You heard the man down Texas. You understand me, guy? At this point, I'm done talking with y'all, man. Y'all want to play this Twitter bullshit? Fuck that. Pull up, baby. Pull up. We're going to be in Dallas, Texas tomorrow night. We're going to be in Baltimore next week. Pull up. We right here, motherfucker. Fuck 
shit. Where y'all at? Guys, I might use that for the intro for the show. From now until the end of time. <laughs> like, I, I, I love that promo so very, very, very much. We do know, of course, due to a set of unfortunate circumstances, Bondito out of Ring of Honor's final battle on Saturday night. He has been diagnosed with COVID, which leaves them without a world champion, left them without a main event. So we're going to have a double main event. Because Bondito is not going to be able to be there. Jay Lethal returning to Ring of Honor for one night only to face off with Jonathan Gresham. And then we're going to have the OGK, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, taking on the Briscoes. That match has been elevated to a semi-main event. But if Jay Lethal's coming, Jimmy T, is it really so unreasonable that we see FTR make an appearance on Saturday night? Absolutely, and not just FTA either. And just quietly, I just want to touch on the Briscoes promo. That is by far the promo of the year. Oh, by, by far. far! In all in all promotions, it doesn't matter. This thing, Jay Briscoe, absolutely destroyed this promo. Absolutely. But anyway, back to Ring of Honor. I I think we will see FTR, but not just FTR. I do strongly believe Punk Dan, uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson will also appear. Tony Khan did come out, I think, on Busted Open to say that he's going to be helping him out and will do anything they pretty much want him to do. So expect a whole bunch of AEW talent. And talk about OG Kingdom. Don't be surprised if Adam Cole, baby, might just make an appearance there also. I I don't even know if I want that at this point. Like, I feel like Adam Cole is so above the rest of the kingdom at this point. And Matt Taven's kind of big shit inside of ring of honor. And I, I'm not right. sure that's a good thing in any way, shape or form. Um, it's kind of creepy, Chris, just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, I had this great question for you about the authenticity of Jay Briscoe and, and it, it's gone now, man. It's man. Okay. Listen, first of all, <laughs> He, he's above the rest of the kingdom. Look, I don't even know who the fucking kingdom are, but I'm pretty exactly. sure. If they came, but I'm pretty exactly. sure if they came into AEW, they wouldn't be fighting fucking Wheeler Yuta for the fourth week in a row or whatever the fuck this is. I don't know. I Jimmy T, I remember I remember quite a few matches between, you know, Rapungi versus the Kingdom. Yeah. Best friends versus the King. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, it's obvious, dude. It's leading it's leading to that, right? I mean, think about it. I can see that happening. 100%. Look, the other thing that I want to see at Ring of Honor here, final battle, is I'd love to see, um, you know, since he debuted at AEW two weeks ago, I'd love to see Superhuman there. <laughs> did you guys? Kid. Did you guys? Did you guys see Superhuman de debut? I'm pretty sure he was fighting El Idolo in the main event, and uh, to end it, he said, uh, you know, he, he did his catchphrase. He said, uh, "This is for all my juggalos and juggalettes. I hope you <laughs> like it." Whoop whoop. And then he jumped through a table. That was superhuman, wasn't it? I, I, I'm not sure <laughs> that, that you're superhuman? wrong. I'm not sure that you're wrong. I'm not sure that you're wrong. Okay. Fuck yeah. this shit. That's what you had to say there, man. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and then he jumped through a flaming table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Let's talk about the Kevin Panetta di Dynamite Dollar Six-Way. Um. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Penelope Ford, the Bunny, and Nyla Rose versus Ana J, Tynera Conti, and Ruby Soho. Um, 
I really only have one good thing to say about this match, so I guess I'll lead with that. Anna Jay is really coming along. Um, if you look at where she was versus where she is now, I I think she's better than Tanera Conti, and she just had a freaking championship match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's coming along, but I, I still think she's still green, though, man. But she is. She's coming along. That whole division is green. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And this match sucks. Let's be honest. I mean, what is there to say about this match? I've got nothing else to say other than Nyla Rose getting the pinfall. I mean, seriously, what is there to say about this match? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. I'm not even sure that there was an actual point to this match uh, other than there, there. Evidently, Nyla Rose has put out a bounty on Ruby Soho, which... <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Wasn't no. she just there? She was right there. She was right. Yeah, she was literally right there. There. Or right. there. I mean, she was there. <laughs> what the fuck? I think she was there. Chris, I was she was there? Where? He was where? Who was what? <laughs> Goddamn pronouns, pal. Jay was Jay was Jay was there? Zem were there? <laughs> Zeus were there? Zakes were there what oh man yeah can i mention something fellas sorry to go back on something please do, please do because it's got to be more interesting than this match was right well i just wanted to go back to jay lethal for a moment right did he not sign with AEW? why haven't we seen him since his first match uh he was busy getting thrown out of the battle royal the other night oh was he he, sh he shouldn't have been in to begin with i kid you not i didn't even notice him i kid you not i really didn't Wow. It's unfortunate because Jay came in and he was way hotter than I expected him to be when he first debuted. And now nothing. Absolutely nothing. Let's talk about what should have been the main event. This should have been the main event. Hook defeats one of those orphans that Chris found wandering <laughs> the streets of Mexico that came from the El Generico orphanage. Um, but Hook debuts. Uh, this was a big moment for Team Taz because Team Taz has been rather irrelevant, and this is the one thing that we had to look forward to. And I was not disappointed. Uh, Jimmy T was kind of like, Oh, I can't wait to hear Jargo's thoughts on this. I thought Hook looked really <laughs> good. I, I, I thought he looked really good. I thought you could put him in there with Sammy Guevara tomorrow and have yourselves a nice little TNT championship program. Um, I he looked like he belonged in there. The only thing that I do question is he doesn't look like he can sell for shit, which is pretty typical amongst a lot of very, very green wrestlers making their debut match on national television. Um, so got to work on that unless you're just going to have him destroy people like this poor little orphan boy that Chris <laughs> smuggled home from Mexico. Um, Chris, why would you do that to this young man? And what did you think of hooks debut? Um, well, I did that because in spite of getting beaten up and everything, you know, that young man probably has enough money now for his family to eat for like <laughs> seven or eight days back home in Mexico. So that's true you know. for only $817 a month. You too can fund a child in Mexico at the El Generico <laughs> orphanage. Just dial 1-800-GENERICO for more information. <laughs> And as far as Hook goes, um, yeah, I was impressed. I liked, you know, I liked the match not just because I think Hook did a good job, but because I think for the first time in a very long time, I agreed with the booking of AEW. Um, it was just a squash match. And 
as much as um, El Flamito or whatever this kid's name is. Um, no, Flamita's as... in Ring of Honor, Chris. Jeez. <laughs> okay. He actually is. Um, <laughs> he is, actually. El Tabasco, whoever this kid was. Um, he's oh, been, uh, you know, he's been booked as a pretty decent, you know, uh, underneath guy. He's gotten some spots in there against uh, even Miro when they had a match. You know, he had a few spots against Miro. And uh, Hook just absolutely took him to task. I like that. Um, I'm not a guy who thinks that you need to have a bunch of jobbers who are just jobbers. I think that it's okay to have guys who at least look competitive in their matches. Um, but this was the right booking for Hook, considering that he's very young. He's very green. This was his first, um, you know, his first major debut, at least. He's probably had a few practice matches before. Um, you know, we haven't, we, you know, I think Jimmy said that he had looked and there was nothing on the, the darkest elevation of elevators <laughs> that are dark in the darkness of elevators. And, um, uh, he said, he said that there was no match, uh, there for hook. So good on him. I thought that this was, he, he looked impressive and they booked it properly. What else can I say in AEW? That's a slam fucking dunk. I was surprised by how quick he looked inside of the ring everything looked very very crisp um i also thought that his hip tosses were super deep like that a lot uh jimmy t what did you make of the hook debut dude i, I was impressed with absolutely everything other than the selling like you said just before jugger and even his works punches seemed half decent dude seriously yeah. they he looked half body decent. shots there that i like yeah, yeah. Absolutely. the one thing i do not like um, and, and Taz is the one that said it, and it, it's still not okay. It's not okay. We are not going to rename the Kati Hatsume <laughs> the fucking Red Rum. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's, that's no. Silly. Not going to do it. That's the Red Rum. What the Stop hell? Stop renaming man? everything, okay? Like, the DDT is just a DDT, you know. The you know the scorpion death, the scorpion deathlock is just a sharpshooter like just go back to no it's things, not what they're actually called guys nope it's, it's not right. he's right it's not they're two different moves the, uh, the sharpshooter and the scorpion deathlock are applied differently one you step across and one you step through I, I just trolled you bro that's that's two I, I separate know. moves Chris <laughs> you're Canadian you should know this. <laughs> Not, not to mention that it originated in Japan uh, just quietly. Yes, yeah, more yeah, importantly. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but Hook was a man, he killed it, dude. He look, he didn't even look nerved. He looked like he belonged. He right? looked like Everyone, he didn't give a shit, which is the character right. of Hook. That's it. He's pretty much Taz all over again, except he doesn't really look like Taz. You know what I mean? Well, but and that that's for better and worse right like Dude. i feel like sammy guevara is gonna like mountain overhook like he uh. he's, he looks like a really small dude and taz was a small dude but he was wide he was wide absolutely and look hook is not gonna beat sammy guevara anyway let's be honest you know what i mean he wouldn't so not like, gonna look, beat man, him but it could be a good program for him i hope it is man i hope it is because you know what everyone was shitting on this kid Maybe we shouldn't shit on him after all, man. I think he'll be something. The only problem is he looks like he's going to have his daddy's height. And for the body type of, of hook, eh, it's not going to look too uh, like too good. He got a good pop, too. But, you know, he was he in did. that terrible, terrible place known as Long Island, New York. And, <laughs> um, I mean, uh, CM Punk kind of summed up my feelings on Long Island, too. Let's talk about Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole defeats 
the guy that I thought Chris was going to say was superhuman, Wheeler Yuta, um, because I, I see a lot of resemblance between Wheeler Yuta and superhuman as I kind of <laughs> stop and think about it. It's a little weird. Um, I, I hate this feud. I hate everything about this. I hate the whole Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole thing. Um, the, the only thing that makes me happy here was the guy who looks kind of like, you know, a very unkept Chris Ams, uh, and that's Trent. Uh, they, they bring Trent back. They kind of made a big deal that they took Trent out tonight. Chris, are, are we going to make Trent into a big deal? Because I felt this way once before in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, they were going to split Trent apart, and Trent was going to get a singles run. And Because, mm -hmm. I mean, at one point, Trent and Kenny Omega were very much the same person inside of new japan kenny became the cleaner and trent became a best friend are, are we gonna get a legit run out of trent here and could you buy trent in a legit run repackaged with the bald head and whatnot oh boy um listen i i've always sort of liked trent as as, as far as his in-ring work goes i think that he's he's smooth um you know he's not out there injuring people but his stuff looks pretty believable um I don't hate his promo skills. I think that he can get himself across pretty decently when he has a stick in his hand, but um, I'm always going to have a really difficult time taking a guy seriously whose whole gimmick for half a decade was I came here in my mom's van. I... Yeah. 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 I was not happy to see Sue return. I, I just wasn't. And me and Okada clearly got to have words because now I heard that Sue's <laughs> part of chaos and I'm just not down <laughs> no, with that. Uh, no, dude, for real? <laughs> Jimmy, could you reframe Trent at this point? Like, I mean, or, or is he just stuck in this mid card hell because we've had this perception of him for damn almost a decade years? now? Even more, dude. Think about his time in WWE even. And when he got released, yeah. right, is exactly the issue that probably WWE had then is what the issue is now. I think he looks good. The problem is I don't like the way he panders like to the crowd or the, or the camera. He looks like just every Joe Blow. You know what I mean? He looks very plain. And also, I like Trent, though. That's the thing. I don't hate Trent. Like we said, I don't mind him. But what is he? Like, what is he? Trent question he's just, mark he's, he's a mid-card talent i mean that's what he is uh, listen everybody has a spot in wrestling right like there's a there's a place for people in in you know if you're a jobber there's still a place for you you know the superhuman has a place in wrestling like i no, don't think he a legitimate promotion but i mean he has a place in the world of wrestling he can make his youtube videos um trent is a he's a lower mid-card uh tag team guy that's who he is that's what he is it seems like maybe they're interested in, in pushing him as something else, but I don't know how you take him seriously. I, I, I figured it out, actually, guys. You know what they're trying to push him as? Matt Cardona. I could see that. I mean, that's what it comes across as, man, to me. Like him, especially in GCW, right? I mean, look, I liked him under Rapungi. I've always right? liked Trent. Right, I, I, me too. I mean, I, when, when Kenny Omega joined the Bullet Club, I was just about to say that. Right. I really thought it should have been Trent Beretta, like oh. Beretta. Like it just seems like it fit, right? Like, right. and instead no. they put in, you know, the guy that wrestled the nine-year-old girl, and I was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But like, 
Kenny has reframed himself over the course of time and Trent just never really has. I mean, imagine he was the leader of the Bullet Club, Beretta, right? Just say Beretta. I mean, are you kidding? It it sounds ridiculous in 2021, but, you know, in 2015, it didn't seem so absurd. And I remember when they did try to push him as a single star, and if you remember that, him and Kenny had a match. Yeah. And it was meant to be his big push. But let's be honest, that match stunk, dude. It's like forgotten. It's just, yeah. And then he failed miserably, in my opinion, and he went straight back down the card, man. And he started tagging with Chuck Taylor, who is another one of those guys that it's like, you know, if he just would have got serious and he just would have put in the time at the gym, Chuck could have really been something. But Right. I I, I truly believe he's got potential. I know he looks like a Southern goof, if you know what I mean. But really, when he gets serious, I believe him more than when Trent gets serious, as funny as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. Adam Cole gets the win. I mean, yeah, we, we, we kind of figured that was going to happen, you know? Like, yep. Bay-bay. When are we... Possibly... Do... Oh, sorry. <laughs> when are we doing it. Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole? Like, can the, can this feud just be over with already? Heck, <laughs> man. Let's, let's, make a, let's do a blow-off match in the cage. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it, knowing Orange Cassidy, it'll be like one of those mimosa matches or something like that. Let's so, just do a blow-off segment where Adam Cole just walks up to him and he's like, you know what? Um, I was like a big deal when I was in NXT and everybody <laughs> really wanted me to come here and, and have matches against people who are important. So I'm sorry. You're like the mascot of AEW. I, I'm just not I, – I, it just doesn't work for me, brother. And then just walk away and never, never revisit this again. I, I agree. I agree. So let's take a look at winter is coming because winter is coming on Wednesday. And this actually looks like it could be a pretty decent card. Um, Danielson versus page MJF versus Dante Martin for the dynamite dozen battle Royal ring. Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb three. That match is happening on Wednesday night. They just kind of announced that out of nowhere, and it'll probably end up being the match of the night. FTR versus Sting and Darby in the same building where Sting had his first championship match. How ironic, right? Hmm. And Wardlow versus Matt Seidel, um, which actually could be a really, really good undercard match, although there's absolutely zero build for it. Um, And then there's always the CM Punk element, too. Uh, guys, this past week on Dynamite, we had this incredibly controversial CM Punk thing. Um, what are we doing here? Like, th- does Punk cost MJF the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal ring? I'll tell you what they were doing, though. Punk was clearly Bret Hart in Canada, or in the States, sorry. You know what I mean? Where he's the heel, circa 97, he's the heel in, in Long Island, New York. And he's the baby face in Chicago and everywhere else. See, That's what I, was going on. The thing is, though, Chris, I, you're a hockey fan. I'm a hockey fan. Go Hawks. It's one of the few things me and CM Punk agree on. <laughs> um, the Islanders are awful. And people from <laughs> Long Island are terrible people. Oh, okay. okay. And, 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 on, and everybody, on, everybody the throughout the country. Any other team terrible right now. Come on. And and that's actually one of the issues I had with the promo is, you know, that would have landed a lot harder if the Hawks didn't stink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like that was a baby face promo everywhere. That was not long Island. Like everybody hates long Island people from long Island. We know what's up. 
we know is it we don't like you if in case you didn't know nobody likes you because you're all like mjf and you cheer people like mjf and i'm not going to come out here and be happy phil i'm not going to come out here and kiss your ass and say that i'm happy to be here because i'm in long island i'm in long island home of the islanders and that team is (laughs) awful you're terrible can I ask, like, have they ever been good, though, dude? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh, they yeah. won four cups in a row at one point. Yeah, oh, they were right. What year was that? Was well, you said, have they born. ever been good? Yes, <laughs> they have. Uh, <laughs> Not in my lifetime. Yeah, it's like the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know? Like, they used to be good. <laughs> I mean, the dinosaurs still roamed the earth the last time they <laughs> used to cup. Let's, let's be honest there, right? <laughs> That reminds me of a great hockey joke. I'll, uh, do, you, do you know why the NHL won't allow uh, Hamilton to have an NHL team? Why? Because if they did, Toronto would want one too. <laughs> do you know why everyone in Toronto drinks out of glasses? <laughs> why? All the cups are in Montreal. Olay, olay, it's the generico thing again. That's the generico thing again. He's See? making me believe. What was I telling you, Jocko? It's him, dude. It really is. Put the, uh-huh. put you the see how he on. changes the camera angle quick so we don't tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. See what's going on here. Oh, shit, man. I'm going to have to get Billy Ray Valentine on this. There's clearly oh. a goddamn conspiracy oh. going on here. Well, who's the mass man, though, Jocko? I don't know. <laughs> How am I supposed to know who the mass man is? I'm not the mass man. Is it Chris? No, no, it's no, the okay. accent. It's the accent. Oh, true, true. You're right. That's but true. you know, the, the, Generico always had a Canadian accent. It's... He did. He actually did. That's true. And I believe he's a Canadians fan too. Something is a rotten in the state of Denmark. <laughs> Chris, what are you looking forward to on Wednesday night? Is is anything on this card really got yeah. your intrigue? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the the title match is definitely something that I'm interested in. I want to. I, I definitely am looking forward to that matchup. Um, if they give them time and if they give them space to have an actual match, it's going to turn out really well. Uh, both those guys can work, and honestly, at this point, I kind of think that Brian Danielson can walk me through like a four and a half star match. Uh, he's just that good. Um, I'm the thing that I'm really excited about. You you had mentioned is probably going to be the best match on the card is uh, Sheeta and Deeb. I mean, anytime I get to see Serena Deeb on my TV screen, I'm just like, give me more of this. Have her on every single week. Like, why do I have to see so much Nyla Rose and so little of Serena Deeb? I love Serena Deeb. Every single time she's in the ring, she pulls it off. I'm, I mean, I don't even think, like, I'm not attracted to her physically, but I would marry her and just treat her so nicely because of how (laughs) awesome she is at wrestling. Like, You you would treat her so nicely because she would kick your ass if you didn't. That's true. That's, 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 I mean, let's be honest here. That's that's what's going on. Jimmy true. T, what are you looking forward to on the show? Well, obviously, I'm looking forward to the AEW World Heavyweight Championship match between uh, Cowboy Shit and I'll kick your head in, Brian Danielson. And uh, man, if Brian Danielson don't win the World 
Championship next week, I'll be bitterly disappointed because Hangman's run has been absolutely deplorable. Other than him saying 10 days in one promo and then I'm going to kick the cowboy shit out of you on Dynamite, what's been his title run? Running horses? Uh, Watching his dorky-ass friends get their heads kicked in? Maybe. Could be that. It could be that. Either way, I hope fucking Hangman chips on some cowboy shit literally on the floor and taps out, man. I mean, seriously. And I'm a fan of Hangman's, but please, I'd rather him in the chase again. It's unanimous across the board here. I I want Brian Danielson to win the AEW World Heavyweight Championship on Wednesday night. Hangman's just not doing it. He's just not doing it. And Rampage isn't doing it either. I, I'm kind of disappointed. I always like it when we have a good Rampage to talk about. This week, not one of them. Not one could of this, them. Could this possibly be the shortest ever Uncaged show in the history of uh, Uncaged? It's going to be the shortest show in the history of Uncaged unless you talk for the next, like, 15 minutes giving your plugs and telling people how to keep up with you, Jimmy T. Well... You can you can find me at the at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where all my shows and Chris's shows are at. Also, more importantly, tune in tonight for the blow off at Atmark Media and right here on Channel Attitude and HMG. And if you want to follow me, please follow me at DJ Mass Effects on Twitter and at the PWC Network. And by tonight, he means Australian time. He means oh, in the morning yes. for those of us, you right. know, in, in in the real part of the world. Chris Ams, how do people keep up with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like Jimmy said, just follow us over uh, on the PWC. I want to thank uh, Big Ray for uh, for filling in for me this week on our show. Um, that was a, a really, really long show. It was four hours long. I don't know why you do that to yourself, Jimmy, but um, Big Ray's great. I just want to say about that. First of all, we had some great conversations. Time absolutely flew. We're both tired. But it was just one of those ones, man. I was telling him, it was, it's a record-breaking show, no doubt about it. But you know what, Chris? He's going to join us next week on The Skirmish once again, man. Sweet. With you being back. So, yeah. Wait, you guys four did hours. a four-hour skirmish? Four-hour skirmish. And get this. It, was it really a wrestling show, though? I don't know. you got to tune in and find out. Okay, wait. But Dynamite <laughs> is only two hours. Yeah, we got we got pretty deep into things. Well, look at it like this. I don't know if you guys knew, but did you know uh, Big Ray was uh, an investigator, right? Like a private investigator. But for people that actually were cheating on their spouses, yeah, tune in and find out what happens because it's pretty interesting. Oh, and I'm not the only Greek like that was on the noir, show. <laughs> I could hear him doing like a noir opening to like his own television show where he's like. When she walked in, I didn't know <laughs> okay. what the smell was coming off. Of oh, her, come but it on, was man. cigarettes and coffee. But one more exactly preview. what I was looking forward to. <laughs> Just, yeah, no, it's, I, it's I, really can, I can picture Big Ray with a great noir intro. I'm telling you, tune in. It's it's great, but we get pretty personal into life shit and all that. Shit. Yeah, and we do end up reviewing Dynamite. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. But I just want to say one thing. I'm not the only Greek on the show. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Tune in to find out, folks. <laughs> cool. I'm going to have to get Big Ray doing an investigation to see if Chris Hams is really El Generico. See, the dots are connecting. 
<laughs> For further information on this, dial 1-800-GENERICO and be sure that you catch up with us next week right here for an all-new episode of Rampage Uncaged presented by the Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. We will talk to you next Friday night, and you know what that means. Olay.